19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a unique scene we have before us today. The earth lies in shambles. The people of the earth are weeping and mourning over the destruction of Babylon, over commercial Babylon being destroyed. And all of a sudden, out of heaven... The sound of a billion angels pierce the heavens. And what is the sound? One word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to take just a moment and I want to look at that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, hallelujah is a transliteration of two Hebrew words. Now, for those who may not know, transliteration means that they take similar vowels that's, or, or consonants that sound like another language, and so they try to bring it out so that it sounds in our language like what it says in theirs. It's not a translation, it's a transliteration. So it sounds like what the Hebrew word. Now, the Hebrew word was halel, yah. Hallel, Hallel, Yah. Hallel means praise. Yah means God. So hallelujah literally interpreted means praise God. Hallelujah. When you say hallelujah, you are saying praise God. Now, This is the only, uh, the interesting thing is, this is the only place in the New Testament that you find the word hallelujah. And you find it four times in this chapter. The only place you find hallelujah in the New Testament is is in verses 1, 3, 4, and 6. We see it four times in this chapter. One commentary pointed out that the first time that we see this combination of words in the Hebrew, Hallel Yah, is in Psalms 104.35. And the interesting thing about that is, and the thing that he pointed out is, as we see the first time in the New Testament that Hallelujah is used, is in speaking of God's judgment. That is poured out upon Babylon. Also in the, in the Old Testament. In Psalms 104.35. It is speaking of God's people being delivered. And judgment being poured out upon the enemies of God. So we have two times in the, in the word of God. That the, the very first moments that we see hallelujah. Praise God. Is when God pours out his wrath upon the enemy of God's people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, 
there's a, a certain group of psalms called the Hallel Psalms. And the Hallel Psalms run from chapter 113 to chapter 118. All of those are called the Hallel or the Hallelujah Psalms. And then we have in Psalms 136, which is called the Great Hallel. Now, the word or the combination of words was never intended to be taken or to be used lightly. Hallelujah is a very powerful word. It has very powerful meanings. And it's one of those words that, that so many times people, people use it as, as just a, 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 a byproduct or a byword. Or they'll just use it kind of nonchalantly. But hallelujah was always intended for a very specific purpose. And that is to bring praise to God. I've heard people use it in situations where they go, well, hallelujah. Hallelujah was a very powerful, very meaningful word. Now, the Bible, and, and I, just to warn you, we're going to cover a lot of scriptures here in just, just the next few minutes. Because the Bible gives us a lot of reasons, many reasons to praise God. Many reasons to praise God. And I'm going to read some of those right now. The first command that we have is to praise his name. Hebrew chapter 13 and verse 15 says, Through him then, let's continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips praising his name. 2 Samuel 22:50 says, Therefore I will give thanks to you, Lord, among the nations, and I will sing praises to your name. Psalms 44, 8. In God we have boasted all day long, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Selah. Psalms 122, 4. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. Psalms 140, verse 13. Surely the righteous will praise your name, and the upright will live in your presence. We praise him for his holiness. Psalms 30 and verse 4 says, Sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones, and praise the mention of his holiness. 1 Chronicles 16, 35. Then say, save us, God of our salvation, and gather us and save us from the nations to give thanks to your holy name and glory to your praise. Psalm 97, 12. Be joyful in the Lord, you righteous ones, and praise the mention of his holy name. Psalm 106 and verse 47. Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations to give thanks to your holy name and to glory in your praise. And then we are to praise him for his loving kindness and its everlastingness. First Chronicles 16.41 says, With them were Heman 
and Jeduthun and the rest of those chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Second Chronicles 20 and 21 says, After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Psalm 107 verse 8, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Jeremiah 33, 11. The sound of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. And we are to worship him and to praise him, for he is good Psalm 106.1, praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy is everlasting. 1 Chronicles 16.34, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Ezra 3.11, and they sang praises and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his favor is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout of joy, and they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Psalm 54, 6, Willingly I will sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, for it is good. Give thanks to the Lord. Psalm 107, verse 1, For he is good, and his love endures forever. We praise him for his nearness. Psalm 75, 1 says, We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. We praise him for his righteousness. Psalm 7, 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. We praise him for his mighty works. Isaiah 25, 1 says, O Lord, I will honor and I will praise your name. For you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago, and now you have accomplished them. We praise him for creation. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We praise him for salvation. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, but we should always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. 1 Samuel 2.1, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. We praise him for his indescribable gifts. 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. We thank him and praise him for our deliverance from sin. Romans chapter 7, verse 23 and 25. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind 
and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man, what that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. We praise him for triumph over death and the grave. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57. But when this perishable puts on imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I praise God for my call into the ministry. 1 Timothy 1.12 says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I praise him for your faith, the faith that you so freely show. Romans 1.8 says, Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. And give praise always and forever. Ephesians 5.20 says, Always give thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. But you know, the one thing, typically, we, we look at all of those wonderful attributes, we look at all of those wonderful works that God has done, and, and the Bible teaches very clearly that we give Him praise for those things. But the one thing that we, we often neglect, the one thing that we rarely think about, is the Bible teaches us that we give praise to God for His judgment. We give thanks and we give praise to God for the wrath that is poured out upon the wicked. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 43 says, Rejoice with him, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship with him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him, for he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him, and he will cleanse his people's land. Psalms 48.11 says, Mount Zion shall be glad. The daughters of Judah shall rejoice because of your judgments. Psalms 58 verse 10 and 11 says, The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Think about that. Then at last, everyone will say there truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on earth. And finally, Psalms 96 verses 11 through 13 say, May the heavens be joyful and may the earth rejoice. May the sea roar and all it contains. May the field be jubilant and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. Before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people 
in his faithfulness. Now, in chapter 17 and chapter 18, we saw a complete destruction of the religious and a complete destruction of the financial side of Babylon, the commercial side of Babylon, a complete annihilation of them. And this triggers a heavenly praise that we have before us this morning. So let's look at that. Revelation chapter 19. And we'll be reading through verse 6 this morning. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down, and they worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen and Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how we should feel about this complete destruction, about this wrath that is being poured out upon Babylon. And I, have, I want to give you a scenario, and I want you to think about this scenario. I want you to put yourself in this scenario. Now, in this scenario, you and your family have been taken hostage. You've been taken hostage, and your captors absolutely hate you. They hate you. They despise you. They despise who you are. They despise your family. They despise everything about you. They hate you, and they make your captivity hell on earth. They beat and they torture your men without mercy. They abuse and they rape your wives and your daughters. They molest your little ones, and they take your infant baby, and they smash her head with a hammer. And you are finally rescued. You are finally set free. Your captors are captured and will be punished with the full extent of the law, including and up to death. How would that make you feel? Because this is the scenario that we face every day. This is the scenario that we have in the world today. These men and women are wicked to the core. Everything about them is wicked. They hate you. They hate everything you stand for. They hate the God that you represent. 
They kill the saints. They murder our babies in the womb. They molest our children. Yesterday I was listening to Ben Shapiro. And he was talking about Nickelodeon and Blue's Clues have both come out with gay pride, transgender pride videos for our babies. In my opinion, that is child molestation. They are teaching our little ones, our two, three, four, five-year-old children about things that two, three, four, and five-year-old children should never know about. Now listen, although, and I said this last week, although we do not rejoice at their death, even Jehovah finds no pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 11. We praise him for his judgment, and we praise him because Jesus is ready to return. We praise him because it's time for him to take back the earth. So the first thing we see is John's, he, he steps up, it says, after these things. So that tells us that he has seen the vision of Babylon, the religion. We've seen Babylon, the commerce, and these things have come to a, a, a head and have finished. And so now we have a new vision. The scene shifts. It turns from the smoke and the fire and the weeping on earth to the loud hallelujahs. In heaven, John, it says that John heard something like a voice. It was not a voice. It was like a voice. It was voice-like. It was a combination of many voices that sounded as if it was one. They were in so lockstep and, and, and in such unison that it sounded like one voice. Now, I say that because we see uh, the 24 elders and the cherubim join the, the praise in verse 4, and we see the saints join in verse 5, I believe the very first hallelujahs that he hears are the angels. How many angels? Good question. You know, the Bible never teaches us how many angels there are, but we can kind of kind of get up there and we can kind of get some numbers in our head if we think about how many demons are up on the earth. We know that at the river Euphrates there was over 200 million demons that were bound. There was probably at least that many that came out of the bottomless pit when they were released upon the earth. And then I believe that there are even more that are roaming about free. Because remember, those that are bound are the worst of the worst. And so there are many more that are bound up, that, that are running around free. And so you have to take that number times two, and that'll tell you, because the Bible teaches that one-third of the angels fell. And so you take that number times two. So I believe that there are at least billion. Angels. Let's say there is one billion angels. Can you imagine one billion angels in unison, in one voice, 
saying, Hallelujah, it would absolutely rattle the earth. One billion angels. And it could be more. But I'm going with a nice round number. One billion angels. And they begin to praise God. And, and I've used this illustration many a times. And I've, I, I can remember many, many years ago. It's been, oh my goodness, 20 years ago. I went to a men's conference. And we were at, uh, I believe we were at Arrowhead Stadium. And we had 40,000 men there. 40,000 men. And we began to sing Amazing Grace. It was one of the most powerful things I've ever been a part of. 40,000. Now think about 1 billion. 40,000. I, I, I just, I wished I could have been on the outside to hear what that sounded like. Because I'm telling you, with all those men singing... There was not a bad singer in the group. I'm telling you, you couldn't hear a bad singer. At 40,000, just overwhelmed all of the bad singers in there. It was incredible. Man, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And now you think about these angels, these one billion angels who have been waiting, waiting for God to take back the earth, have been waiting for Christ to take his, his spot upon the earth. Billions of angels. And it says that they praise him first for the salvation of his people. This is not speaking of, of spiritual salvation. Of course, we praise him for that. But in this particular spot, it's talking about their deliverance from the evil Babylon. Their deliverance from the evil system of Babylon. Their salvation of his people. And then they praise him for his power and glory that go along with that deliverance. Because it says, Jehovah's judgments are true and they are righteous. They are true and they are righteous. You know, we sang that song this morning. Farther along, and I kept thinking about our message this morning, farther along, because it always seems like the wicked gets away with everything. Living so wicked, and it seems like they're never molested, they're never bothered, they're never, nothing ever comes of them. They just become more and more wicked and more wicked, and it says, and one day it'll all make sense to us. One day it'll all make sense. Everything will make sense. Hallelujah, what a thought. Jesus' true salvation brought victory. Victory. You know, tell me I'm wrong. We've all longed for justice. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you haven't longed to see the wicked pay for the wicked that they do. 
How long, O Lord, before you avenge the blood of your saints? How long, O Lord? Tell me you haven't longed for that. Tell me you haven't looked at the wicked in this world and the horrible things that they do to the people of God and say, how long, O Lord, do you allow this to continue? Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5 says, For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from the King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom, and he will do what is just and right throughout the land. The day is coming. How long, O oh Lord, will you refrain from avenging the blood? You see, we look for a time and we long for a time when Yahshua will rule with an iron rod. He has judged the great whore Babylon. He has judged her for corrupting the nations, for corrupting the whole earth, and for killing the saints. Deuteronomy 32, verse 42 and 43 says, I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh. The blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and his people. He said, rejoice, O you nations. He will avenge the blood of the innocent. He will avenge the blood of the saints. Rejoice over Babylon, Revelations 18.20 says. Rejoice over Babylon, you saints, you apostles, and you prophets. He says rejoice. And again they said hallelujah. Now, this time praise broke out because of the smoke of Babylon's destruction. It says it rose up forever. Now that doesn't mean that in the new kingdom, it doesn't mean for eternity that there's constantly going to be smoke that will rise up from the area of Babylon. The fire will die down, the ambers will die, the smoke will cease, and the ashes will blow away. But the destruction and the punishment will be forever. And we rejoice because the judgment is true and it will be forever. It will be forever. Listen, this will be the end of man's reign on the earth. You think we ain't messed it up over the last 6,000 years. This will be the end of man's reign on the earth. We will, unfortunately, see one last coup try to rise up at the end of the millennial reign, but it will be quickly stopped and destroyed at that time. 
Verse 4, we see the 24 elders and the four living creatures join in with the praise. But this time they ask, Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Amen says, so let it be. I agree, Lord. Let your judgment fall upon the wicked. Let your judgment fall upon the the, the Babylon, upon Babylon. I agree. Yes, Lord. Let it happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let the fall of this wicked Babylon be, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then in verse 5, we hear a voice come out of the throne. Now, I believe this is another powerful angel because of what he says. He says, praise our God. So I believe what we have here is another powerful angel who is in the presence of God, who speaks from the presence of the throne and says, praise God. Hallelujah. And he invites all of the people, all of the children of God. It says the great and the small to join in on the praise. So now we have a billion angels. We have the 24 elders. We have the the four cherubim that were before the throne of God. And now however many billions of people will join in with this hallelujah chorus. (coughs) Finally, everyone joins the chorus. And it sounds like a million Niagara Falls. Can you imagine? You can imagine. That's the thing about it. You can't even imagine. I can remember when they had all the the floodgates opened up at Tegel Rock and how loud the roar of that water was. Can you imagine the power of a million of those? That's the power of the one voice saying hallelujah to our king. Hallelujah to our God. And can you imagine Jehovah God finally gets the praise he deserves? He finally gets the praise in one voice. We will praise him with the angels. And he finally gets the praises that he has desired since the creation of man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord God omnipotent, which means all powerful. Omnipotent. There is none greater. There is no power that is even close to God's power. He is all powerful. And it says that he reigneth. That is what they have been waiting for. Would you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I look forward to that song of praise. Hallelujah. Father, what a glorious words you have given us today hallelujah 
we praise you, God, for all that you are. God, we praise you for all that you've done. God, we praise you because you are eternal. God, we praise you for our salvation. God, we give you our hallelujah this morning. You are worthy. God, we have endured 18 chapters, God of judgment. But today we have seen the hallelujah of our creator. It has been a long, hard road, Lord, but you deserve the praises of your people. And God, this morning, I lift my hands to you. And God, I praise you. God, I am one man. But one day I will join the course of billions and billions who will bring the praises that you deserve before your throne, God. The angels will praise you. The people will praise you. And in one voice we will say, Hallelujah. For you are omnipotent and you reign forever. And now, Father, as we conclude this service, I pray you pour out upon your people blessings, God, that you, they are unable to contain. I pray that the prayer requests we mentioned earlier, Father, will come to pass. And I pray upon this day, God, that you bring rest to your children. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' very precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go with your hallelujah.